Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 25th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. I know that you want to be a success because I've actually never met anybody that doesn't want to be a success. I never met anyone in my life that wants to fail, right? So you want to be a success. You want to become the man or the woman that God called you to be, and we're learning how to pursue it in a grace-based fashion. We're not taking on any pressure to perform. We're embracing the grace to be the men and the women that God has called us to be. We're walking in the fullness of our divine assignment. We, we are walking in our divine calling. We get up every morning knowing that our calling is calling us. But sometimes we got to be reminded. So the, the last couple of days, there's so much going on in the last week or so in our lives. Uh, I'm about to preach this weekend in Colleen, Texas. Next week, uh, I'm, I'm preaching in Augusta, Georgia. and um, And then we have a uh, 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 high school senior that we're doing all these college visits. And then there's a bunch of other things that are going on. And with everything going on, uh, you know, it's been one of those times where I've had to be prayed up. And uh, as I was going to sleep last night, I was just, I had to enter, I had to remind myself that we have to enter into God's rest. Like, you know what? We, we have this spirit of an overcomer. We can overcome anything that comes our way. And so sometimes you just got to remind yourself that you're not doing this on your own. Say, I'm not doing it on my own. Say, I am never alone. You are never hopeless because you are never helpless. The God, the, the God of grace is on you and in you and with you and for you. So today, as uh, I was sharing, like as I was going to sleep last night and I, and I mentally had to prepare myself to enter into God's rest and I was able to get some good sleep. And I got up this morning with a supernatural peace. The title of today's message is Success Does Not Come without opposition. I want to teach this morning about the fact that when God calls you to do something, that doesn't mean that opposition does not come, will not come. As a matter of fact, it may mean that you face more opposition than you've ever faced, but say this, I am an overcomer. Get ready for the word. All right, so somebody asked me in the chat, where am I going to be? So this weekend, uh, Friday night and uh, Friday night and Saturday morning, I'm doing a men's conference in Colleen, Texas at Revive Colleen. And then Sunday morning, I'm preaching the English service and uh, the Spanish service at Revive Colleen. So if you're in Colleen, Texas, come check us out at Revive Church. It's going to be amazing. And then next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, I'm going to be at Faith Outreach Church of Augusta with Bishop Richard B. Peoples, Pastor Janice Peoples. So Faith Outreach Church of Augusta, I'll be there Tuesday night and then Wednesday uh, for the morning session. And uh, you want to be there. Isabella's going to be with me in, in uh, Augusta, Georgia. So if you're in the Augusta area, all right, come check us out. All right, y'all ready? All right, let's get into the word uh, for this morning. Uh, so let's go through our foundational scriptures, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. The Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. And all you did was believe. It's a gift from God. You didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. You just received eternal life by faith. It was a gift from God. So you're not saved by the things you, you have done and you have nothing to boast about. God made us what we are. Now in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say this, say, I have work to do. Put that in the chat. I have work to do. There's some work that I need to get to doing because God ordained in advance for me to do it. 
So I will get to work. Say amen to that. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself. And he made us right with him because of Jesus. And he made us pure and he made us holy and he freed us from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of us. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you want to boast, you have to boast in the Lord. It's all about him. It's not about us. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. All right. So now third John two says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. For the past week or so, we've been looking at Ecclesiastes chapter five, this amazing passage. I love that passage. And uh, twice in that passage that we've been looking at, Solomon says that you need to accept your lot in life. Say that, put that in the chat. I accept my lot in life. I'm not trying to compare myself to anybody else. I don't have their calling. I don't have their grace. I don't have their assignment. I'm gonna accept my lot in life. I'm at peace with who I am. I'm comfortable being me. I accept my lot in life. So what does this mean for you today? What I want to share with you this morning is that when you accept your lot in life, not only do you accept the purpose that comes from God and your prosperity is connected to your purpose, say that, say my prosperity is connected to my purpose. So I have to accept my lot in life because my prosperity is connected to that. Whatever I accept as far as my divine purpose, God has stored up everything that I need to accomplish that purpose. So my prosperity is connected to my purpose. But not only is my prosperity connected to my purpose, I have to realize that there's a certain level of opposition that is connected to my purpose as well. And so as I'm accepting the prosperity that's connected to my purpose, I also have to realize that opposition is going to come. But that's okay because I'm an overcomer. So what I want to do this morning as I get into this message now, I want to look at four people, say four people. I'm going to give you four people that were called to do something from God. I'm going to show you how the call came by grace. They didn't earn it. They didn't deserve it. I'm going to show you how the prosperity for their life was connected to that purpose. And then I'm going to show you how there was a level of opposition that came because of that purpose. And then I'm going to tie it to us. You ready? So let's go through these four people and let's go. Number one is David. Say David. David's prosperity or his success was connected to his purpose. So let's talk about it. King Saul disobeyed God. And once he disobeyed God, the prophet Samuel uh, received the word from God, and the Lord told Samuel, the prophet, to go down to Bethlehem. He says, listen, I need you to fill your horn with oil, be on your way. I'm sending you to Bethlehem. Inside of Bethlehem, there's a man named Jesse. Of Jesse, I have chosen one of his sons to be the next king of Israel. So the prophet comes to the house. You know the story. David is out in the fields. David has no idea what's going on. David is, is just doing what he's supposed to be doing. He was out there protecting his father's sheep. He was being faithful over the little, and then God will give you a charge over the much. And so he was out there. He had no idea that he was called to be the next king of Israel, but he shows up. One of his brothers said, hey, David, there's this dude at the house. Come on, man. Dad is asking for you. He shows up, and the prophet, this stranger, anoints him to be the next king of Israel. Now, what did David do to earn or deserve that? Nothing. David was out there minding his own business. This was something that God decided 
from the foundations of the world. And it's the same thing with you. And, and for the rest of his life, David's prosperity was connected to his purpose. David walked in his prosperity because he walked in his divine purpose. David found success in life. Why? Because he accepted the call of God. Now, David's prosperity or his success did not come without opposition. So David was just a teenager when he was summoned from the field to be anointed to be the next king of Israel. A few weeks later, he found himself face to face with a giant. The giant had a sword and a shield. <laughs> All David had was a slingshot and a stone, but David had the grace of God on his life. And because he had the grace of God, so the grace of God was in him and his purpose was standing before him. You know the story. He kills the giant. He becomes a national hero overnight. People are calling out his name. He gets to marry the king's daughter. He gets to move into the palace. This is amazing. But then the honeymoon phase ended quickly and King Saul wanted to kill David. Tried to kill him several times, throwing a javelin, all kind of crazy stuff. Finally, David had to leave. He had to go on the run. He spent 13 years on the run because of the call that, that was on his life. He spent 13 years as a fugitive. One time he was in the cave of Adullam and he wanted to give up, but the Lord had to encourage him. And so he was on the run. He built up this band of men. It became David's mighty men, like the mighty men of valor. All of that 13 years on the run, finally he became the king of Judah. But the promise was that he was supposed to be the king of Israel. So seven years after that, he finally became the king of Israel. Did David become a success? Yes. Did David accept his assignment? Yes. Did David receive the call from God? Yes. Was the call come by grace? Yes. But there was tremendous opposition. He had to spend 13 years facing tremendous opposition. Why? He had to go through all the hell that he had to go through because the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. There was a call on his life, but that doesn't mean that the opposition was not going to be there. You and I have to embrace the call and come what may. If there's opposition connected to it, we got to push through the opposition. Say amen to that. Say, I am an overcomer. Say, I will never stop. I will never cave in. I will never quit. Amen. All right. Number two, Joseph. Let's say, let's talk about Joseph for a minute. Joseph's prosperity was connected to his purpose. And so Joseph was just 17 years old when the Lord gave him a dream. And he had this dream that he was going to be above his brothers and his sisters and even his parents. And Joseph shared the dream. This is dumb. He shared the dream with his brothers and his family. He should not have done it. And the Bible says Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers, this is Genesis 37 and verse five, they hated him even the more. But the dream became the defining factor of Joseph's life. Whenever you talk about Joseph, what do you talk about? The dream. Everything in Joseph's life was connected to that dream. How did the dream come? It came by grace. Did Joseph do anything to earn it or deserve it? No, it was the free favor of God. Say the, say the free favor of God is on me. Come on now, it is the free favor of God that was on him. He received it and then he embraced the dream. And, and, but because he embraced the dream, his prosperity was connected to God's purpose. He was, his prosperity was connected to that dream. And that dream was what kept him in the pit phase. That dream was what kept him in the Potiphar phase. That, that dream was what kept him in the prison phase. And in the end, he was promoted from prisoner to prime minister overnight. I'm telling you, we serve a God that can change one word from God, can change your situation forever. All he did was accept the grace of God and his prosperity was connected to God's purpose. But now let's talk about the opposition. 
Joseph got prosperity connected to his purpose, but there was also opposition that came because of his purpose. Yes, he shared the dream. Yes, his brothers hated him because of the dream. Here's a side note. Look at me. Some people will despise you just because you believe God. <laughs> Some people can't stand. Like your confidence in, that you walk in, the level of confidence that you walk in for your divine assignment, when you say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. When you say, I know who I am. I, I, I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will be who God's called me to be. I will walk in my divine assignment. I, I lack nothing. All, all things that pertain unto life and godliness, God has already given me. God gives me all things richly to enjoy. When you operate with that level of confidence, it irritates the insecurities of insecure people. Insecure people will be irritated by your confidence. And so, so people will despise you because of the call of God that's on your life, but you cannot be moved. Say, I'm not moved. I'm not moved nor to the left, nor to the right. I will not be moved. I will not be shaken. I'm going to stand before. I will stand flat-footed. I will become the man that God called me to be, the woman that God called me to be. Say amen to that. Joseph's brothers hated him because of the dream. They tried to kill him because of the dream. Ultimately, they sold him off as a slave. He winds up as a slave in Potiphar's house, because the blessing was on him, he became a prosperous slave. Think about that for a minute. He was a slave. He was a prosperous slave. Then Mrs. Potiphar came. You know the deal. She wanted to sleep with him. He said, no, she lied. He wound up in prison. Now he's a prisoner. Guess what? He became a prosperous prisoner. Why? Because the Lord was with him. Ultimately, he got the call to stand before Pharaoh, the king. He changed his clothes. He went and stood before the king and he got promoted from prisoner to prime minister in one day. But it took 20 years. Watch this. From the day that he got the dream, it took over 20 years for the dream to come to pass. One day he was standing as, as the second in command in all of Egypt. His brothers came before him. He was he looked like an Egyptian, so they didn't know that that was Joseph. And they were bowing before him. And in that moment, he realized that the dream had just come to pass. And then he said this. He said one of the most powerful statements in the Bible. He says, what, the, what you meant for, my, for evil my God has turned it around for my good. He says, listen, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna, gonna punish you guys for what you did to me. Like you, you, you did something, for, you hated me because of the dream, but God's hand was on my life. You actually pushed me. You actually propelled, when you sold me off as a slave, you were pushing me into my prosperity. You were pushing me into my destiny. You propelled me into my divine assignment. Listen, you think that you was doing something, but what you meant for evil, God turned it around for my good. The enemy's poison cannot stop your purpose. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number three, Jeremiah. Let's talk about Jeremiah for a minute. Jeremiah's prosperity was connected to his purpose. And so when Jeremiah was just a young man, the Lord said to him, listen, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 and 5, I, I knew you and I formed you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I already knew you. Before you were born, I already had set you apart, had an ordination service in heaven, and I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. Now, initially, Jeremiah didn't see himself as up, up to the task. He was like, I, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm too young. I don't know how to speak. God was like, stop. And God reached down and put his word in Jeremiah's mouth. He's, and my point here is that what Jeremiah needed to do as a prophet was speak words. So God provided the words. Say this, for you, it may not be words. Whatever you need, whatever you're called to do, there's a grace on your life to do it. Say this, say everything I need 
is already stored up for me. Put that in the chat. Everything I need to become the man, the woman that God called me to be, everything I need to do what God has assigned me to do is already stored up for me. So he was called to be a prophet, but it was not going to come without opposition. God called him to prophesy to the nation of Israel, but sometimes the message was not received well. At one point, a chief priest had Jeremiah beaten and then in prison. Another time, he was surrounded by priests and prophets. I'm talking about people that are supposed to be men of God, and they were calling for Jeremiah's death. But God saw to it, watch this, that he was shielded and protected from all harm. At one point later on in his life, he came up against a prophet named Hananiah. Hananiah came up against Jeremiah so strongly that, that Jeremiah was like, forget it. All right, Lord, <laughs> fine. I'm going to say what you're telling me to say. The Lord told Jeremiah to open up his mouth and say this. The Lord says, I'm about to remove you from the face of the earth. This very year, you are going to die. And seven years later, that prophet was gone. Se I mean, seven months later, he was dead. Why? Because of all the opposition that he was facing, he was facing opposition after opposition after opposition, and he was in the center of God's will. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but sometimes you got you to gotta remind yourself that you can be right smack dab in the center of God's will and still be facing hell. But the grace of God is on you to overcome it. Say, I am an overcomer. Let's talk about Paul for a minute. So the apostle Paul, I love Paul. Paul's prosperity was connected to his purpose. I, I talk about Paul all the time. The, uh, the apostle Paul is one of my favorites, right? And so, so here you have this man, amazing man. He became, he was the church's number one enemy. And then he became the church's number one leader. That's crazy. That's the grace of God. Say grace. Paul said in, in Galatians chapter one, verses 15 and 16, even before I was born, God called me by his marvelous grace. God chose me and he called me by his marvelous grace. And it pleased God to reveal his son in me. And then he called me to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, right? Now, God knew all the mistakes that Paul was going to make. God knew that Paul was on the wrong side. He was on the wrong team. God knew that Paul was going to fight against the cause of Christ. God knew all of that. And still God called them to this amazing divine assignment and his prosperity was connected to his purpose. Say this, say my prosperity is connected to my purpose. When you're walking in your divine purpose and you embrace the grace of God to do it, everything you need to walk in your divine assignment is already stored up for you. Your prosperity is connected to your purpose. Now, did Paul walk in his purpose? Yes. Did he walk in prosperity? Yes. But he also had to face opposition. While Paul is one of my favorites, I love teaching about the apostle Paul the opposition that he faced is well documented. Paul was ostracized. Paul was beaten with sticks. He was stoned. He was flogged five times. He received a cat of a thirty, uh, uh, you know, uh, thirty-nine lashes with a cat of nine tails. He was in prison. He was in and out of jail. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by poisonous snakes. All of this stuff he had to face, and through it all, he became the most influential person outside of Jesus, of course in the first century church, and he wrote over half the New Testament. Why? Because he embraced the grace to do what he was called to do. The same grace that was on Paul's life to preach and to write, that very same grace was on his life to endure and to overcome. So say this, Say, put this in the chat. There, there's a grace on my life to endure and to overcome. I endure. 
I overcome. I never give up. I never cave in. I never quit. Sometimes opposition comes. Sometimes I, I got to realize that the opposition is coming because of the, the assignment that's on my life. The, the, the attack is against the assignment. Listen, the, the devil doesn't even care about you. The devil is attacking the assignment that's on your life. The, the devil is attacking the grace that's on your life. The devil doesn't want you to operate in the fullness of your divine calling. The attack is against the assignment. But as long as you don't give up, you will walk in the fullness of your divine assignment. Say amen to that. All right. Now I, I went through all of these people. Let me close number five with you. Let me just talk about you for a minute. You have a divine purpose. You have a divine assignment and your prosperity is connected to your purpose. In Psalms 139 and verse 16, the Bible says, like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. All the days of my life were prepared before I ever lived one day. Listen, before you ever lived one day, all the days of your life were already prepared. God called you. God deployed you to this planet for such a time as this. You got to embrace the grace for it. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, we read this. I share this with you every day. God made you a new creation in Christ Jesus so that you could spend the rest of your days doing the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. Your prosperity is connected to your purpose and your purpose will attract opposition. I would love to tell you that once you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in your divine assignment, that you're not going to face opposition. I would love to tell you that once you're born again, that everything is going to be easy. But the truth is, I would be lying if I said that. It, it, you may face more opposition than you've ever faced in your life, but it's because, watch this, put this in the chat, the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. The greater the assignment, the greater the attack. The greater the assignment from God, the greater the attack from the enemy. So you got to see it as a good thing. You, matter of fact, you, you should see it as a badge of honor. If you if the devil is attacking you, then it's because you are worth attacking. The devil is not stupid. He's not going to waste his time uh, 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 trying to attack people that, that, that are not going anywhere. If the, if the enemy is attacking you strongly, it is because that's an indication that there's a strong level of grace on your life to change your family, your community, your nation, and the world. So the greater the assignment, the greater the attack. If the, if the enemy is coming up against you, like he did with all of these people, is because God wants to use you in a mighty way. I'm encouraging you this morning to embrace the grace, to walk in the fullness of your assignment. Put this in the chat. I embrace the grace. I'm embracing the grace of God to endure and to overcome. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you I was going to encourage you this morning. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I know my prosperity is connected to my purpose. I now realize that many of the challenges that I faced before coming to you were also connected to my purpose. The devil was trying to stop me or even kill me before I ever got started. But thank you, Father, for protecting me before I was even born again. You kept me for my purpose. And now I know that the devil's poison cannot stop my purpose. When I face major opposition, I am not moved or discouraged. Actually, I get encouraged because I know that the devil only attacks those who are worth attacking. So if Satan is spending 
lots of time on me, then it's obvious that my calling is great. I enter every day excited. You have given me the grace to fulfill my purpose. And I also have the grace to overcome every attack. I am an overcomer. Therefore, I have the grace to come over everything the enemy brings before me. If it doesn't look like I'm winning, then the battle is not over. <laughs> Victory is waiting for me on the other side of this. I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should get my notes. Matter of fact, if you missed yesterday's message, you need to go back and watch that. Yesterday's message was like a masterclass. Oh my God, that was so good. Anyway, if you don't get my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You get the notes for free. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. If you were encouraged, I told you you were going to be encouraged. I told you I was going to encourage you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.